Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of the Teachable Podcast. This is my journey through the Mallet program at Royal Roads University. Mallet being the Master of Arts in Learning and Technology. And my name is Chad Flynn. Now to be honest, we're sitting here August 15th and I would have thought that I'd have a few more episodes in the can by now. This is episode three. I started doing these in May. So it just shows you how quickly the summers can get away on you and how busy they can get. It's been a great summer. But I'm just being reminded now that summer is kind of coming down. It's winding down. Kids are going back to school. I'm a teacher at BCIT, which means that I'm getting my stuff ready to go as well. So I'm having to get my outlines in and start getting my lesson plans prepped, all that fun stuff. So I, too, am starting to feel the pinch of summer coming to a close. Now, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have even been doing this podcast if it weren't for an ep- or a an assignment that we had in our course that is to have a blog post in response to a podcast that we listen to. Now, this podcast we listen to is by one of the instructors. His name is George Belisanos, and he's an instructor through the Mallet program here at Royal Roads. And he addressed a few questions. So we, we posed some questions to him, and he responded in these podcasts. And so we were to reflect on his answers. So this is my reflection in this, this podcast here. So the question he asked or responded to, the question asked was, how is your research relevant when technology changes so rapidly? And he's a researcher. And so his thing is, how the question basically is with everything changing so quickly, like you, one day it's MySpace, the next day it's Facebook, the next day it's Snapchat. How can you focus your research when you're dealing with online learning and digital technology that is changing so rapidly? So he made a good point, And I'm going to insert... His is a point that he makes here. So just take a listen. I often give the following advice. Try not to study technology. Try to study problems. Find a problem in the field um, and examine it. Examine how people are addressing it. Examine people's experiences with it and so on. Basically what he's saying is we've got to focus on the problem, not on the technology. And so I went to the interwebs and I got a little bit of information that I thought I could share with you. Now, the University of Southern California did a study, and in 2012, they found that 84% of adults go online daily. And I'm sure that number has gone up since then here in 2018. That's six years ago, which is a lifetime when you're dealing with technology. 50% of U.S. citizens own a smartphone, and 19% own tablets. Now, we're up in Canada, and I'm sure the numbers track just as well with that. Now, I think the the temptation when we have all this smartphone technology and mobile technology at our fingerprint fingertips is to somehow try to force it into our learning. We know that there's some good stuff in there. So what we do is we get all excited about the tech and I myself am completely guilty of this is getting excited about technology and then trying to force myself finding a way to use it because I find it interesting and I try to force it onto my students and then I find that I've run into problems. And one of the biggest problems I've run into is not all technology is intuitive. Now, just because I'm a tech geek and I, I can pick up on some technology quicker than I probably used to and quicker than some doesn't mean that it's a good thing to use. So there's a few questions that I've learned that I have to ask myself. A, or A, one, does technology solve a problem? Is the tech that we're trying to use solve a problem, or are we just trying to use technology for technology's sake? Now, this is going to be a very short podcast. I'm going to try to keep it under 10 minutes. So, But just so you know, there are papers written on this. There are books written on this. You can just keep diving down the rabbit trails. Even as I was researching, I've got a couple hours in, 
on researching this podcast when I realized that this could be bigger than I needed it to be for now. So I'm just going to go just uh, like 30,000 foot view here from, from above. So I'm asking, does technology, does the technology solve a problem? When you're teaching, is there an issue like assessments? That would be a, a great example for having, you're having a hard time having formative assessments or summative assessments. You're trying to understand, are your students understanding where you're at? That would be a problem now, or your students, you're having trouble understanding where your students are at, or if they're understanding what you're teaching. And something that you could use in technology to solve that problem would be something like a Kahoot, which is an online quiz game that all my students, I've got students who are from the ages of 17 to 50 who love that. So if you're not using Kahoot for an assessment tool, I highly, highly recommend it. Or Socrative.com. That's an example of how you could use a problem and then find a technological solution for that. So is the technology solving a problem? The thing is, the technology needs to enhance and push learning where it couldn't go before. And that's what I'm finding with stuff like the Cahoots. And I'm using, I'm integrating these online assessments and clickers and that fun stuff. And you can do it through your smartphones now because I wasn't able to figure out where my students were at. I would ask them and, you know, you always get, oh, I get it, I understand it. But they didn't always. And sometimes people are too ashamed to talk about it. But we're playing these games. I can find out where exactly they're coming from. So... It enhances and pushes learning to where it couldn't be before. And it's important that we put our student learning first and then the technology, not the other way around. We don't want to try to force that technology down their throats. We want to remember that we're there as teachers and instructors, and we are not there as technological uh, evangelists trying to force people to listen and and integrate and adopt technology. We have to remember that we are there for students first, and then if we can find a tool that will help them learn, and if that is through some sort of technology, then we can adopt that. Another thing that I found as I've started to adopt technology is the question is, is it too much for me to understand? Don't waste time researching something that takes away from the students. And you can get caught up in this, and I've done it myself with learning management systems working through, uh, before Edmodo came along, there was other LMSs out there that weren't as intuitive and I would try to use and integrate or adopt and try to create my own and spent hours and hours trying to build these things. And then when it came time to try to roll it out to the students, it just, I was just blank stares because they couldn't understand it because it took me forever to figure out how to use it. How am I going to get these students of mine to use it? And I only have these students for six months, some of them, some of them I only get for 10 weeks. I don't have time to take them and show them exactly how I set my systems up. So one thing I have learned is you've got to find technology that is intuitive. And you have to ask yourself is, is it going to be easy to use? And it does it have a short learning curve? Are they going to have to spend hours researching on how to deal with this? Or is it going to be quick? YouTube is a great example of something that is fantastic to use for resources because you can get your students to say that everybody watches YouTube clips so they can get in there and they can watch videos. That's a great use of technology. There's stuff like Kahoot and Socrative, great use of technology. The LMS is if you're not, if you don't have one through your school and you're looking for some sort of learning management system, something like Edmodo is very intuitive and very easy to use. So that's something I would suggest. So my big takeaway from what George was saying is basically Make sure you're solving the problem first, and if the technology can help you do it, then adopt it, not the other way around. So look for problems, not for technology. All right, that's all I got for this week, and we'll see where I come at you next time. Hopefully it's not three months down the road, 
And if you have any questions at all, just hit me up on the uh, comments in the blog here, or you can always go ahead and email me at chadflynn at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.